This is reposted. Every morning, Larry and I dig into a quote or idea that has caught our eye. Our hope is that our chat inspires you to never stop thinking and possibly challenges you in a new way. If you'd like to help support the show, please visit patreon.com slash reposted. Thank you for stopping by. Okay, Mr. Keller, you know that I love a great conversation. Today's quote comes from an article in The Atlantic, how to end a conversation without making up an excuse. Here's the quote. In this regard, people generally have a poor sense of timing. Conversations almost never ended with both conversants wanted them to, concluded the authors of a study published earlier this month that asked people about recent interactions with loved ones, friends, and strangers. Just a general overview, when you have a conversation, when we used to do that in parties and settings, did you feel like your conversations ended at the right time? Yeah, I did, because I feel like uh, I got a good sense of timing, or at least I think I do, but it kind of depends on what setting you're in. Like, if you're at a work event, like, it's easier for me to be like, all right, I got to move on to do work. Or if you're in a work setting or with friends, maybe I lingered a little bit too long, because the saying is, if you don't spot the fool at the table, it's you. And so maybe... I got everything I wanted out of the conversation and the person was uh, biting their tongue trying to get me to leave. But uh, do you feel like you're in and out or what's your deal? Well, I think that I enjoy having conversations with people, but I think I wish they were all mostly four minutes shorter. And that's why I resonated with this article. I think we're all thinking if you're at a parent teacher conference, hanging out with a teacher or you're at a mixer, you're at a soccer game. You're like, that was fun to meet that person. I wish the conversation lasted Three minutes less. Uh, not friend of the show, Greg Vandenbosch. I was with him one time and he did something that I envy him in a lot of ways. But we were out at a bar talking to some people and in the middle of a sentence, he's like, I'm done with this. And he walked away. I could never <laughs> do that. Um, I think the one time I have like not known how to end it or, or in recent memory is when we interview people on this show and we arbitrarily set a timeline for them to for episodes to be and when we go past that i get lots of anxiety i'm like i don't know how to end this especially if you get someone that's long-winded but um yeah it's it's there's i guess different strategies on how to get out of a conversation yeah i got a thousand of them right i'll do the oh i gotta go to the bathroom oh Oh, let me get something to drink oh the wife signaled me and you go and you move on like there's there's a gazillion different ways to do it but i think the crux of this article is like how do you do it honestly can you just say Hey, it was nice to meet you. We're done now. Yeah, I mean, I think probably everyone's going to be happier long term if you do that. It might be a moment of uncomfort in that moment. But you're like, hey, that was probably done. Something that I appreciate about my relationship with my parents is that like I talk to a lot of people and like, oh, I got to call my mom. It's going to be 45 minutes and she's going to want to the first 10 minutes are going to be. Why don't you ever call? Uh, We kind of have a, a standing rule that if I want to talk to them, they're happy to talk anytime, call them. They're not going to call me because calling me when I'm not in a good mood is not a fun person to talk to. And I might have a two minute conversation with them. I'm like, all right, well, I'm at where I need to be. I'm going to go. And then we just end it. So the truthful, sometimes Nicole laughs at me. I'm like, all right, well, I'm done. And they're like, okay. And so it always feels better when you do that, but you can get in a, a moment of uncomfort. Well, you, you literally are doing that with your parents, like the people that know you the best right. in the wide world. You, I, how do you do that with someone you just met at a oh. social function? 
I can't, I was at a social function recently and I was, there was people I wanted to get talking to, but there was people I was talking to that I don't know that well. And I, I was like, how do I get out of this? Like, I don't have a specific, I mean, that's my thing at parties that I don't understand how to do is like, I need to go do something else. But like, we're in a confined, confined space where it's like, they're going to know that like, I don't have something to do. Like, I just want to be like, okay, and sidestep away. But oh, dude, that's when you like fake smoking. You're like, I mean, I gotta get a smoke. <laughs> you just go outside and like sit on the porch. Yeah, like, there's well, just a million excuses to get out of conversations. Maybe I need to pick up smoking to uh, get out of conversation. I've never, I've never tried that one before. You know, the, sort of back to your spot, right? I have found it easy in a social setting. Go to the bathroom, get a glass of wine. Oh, the wife's calling me. There's a thousand of ways to get out of conversation. But it's the harder ones, like in a family setting, when you are with someone all weekend at a rental or at your in-laws you can't how do you get out of those conversations yeah I feel like, especially when you when you're not having a shared thing to do like i think about just um, generically when you're at with family like if you're not eating or you're not doing an event those are when the conversations are most awkward i think about hanging out with friends like you're at someone's house and like you finish your drink and, and there's that moment of like, should we have another one? And you're like, you probably shouldn't have another one, but you like talking. So you're like, yeah, sure. Let's have another one. Like having a shared activity to do helps, helps things, I think, move along. Is there any chance that conversations are different out of the pandemic? Like we're at a thing where we're like, you know what, we're all just going to be completely honest these days and we're not going <laughs> to. No, I mean, I don't think so. I don't, I think people have adjusted to this new normal. And then whenever things change again, people are going to quickly adapt. And I think the path of least resistance is what people want the most. And being brutally honest or being like, I don't like talking to you or I want to move on, like is uncomfortable. And I think for the most part, people aren't willing to do that with people they don't know that well. You know, I, I feel like you, you weigh more than me, but like the Hollywood conversation, right? You're at a party somewhere and you're talking to someone and they're looking for the next person that they should be talking to. They're looking for a producer. So you're like having a conversation, but they're looking like over your shoulder past you. Yeah. That happens. Like when you, when they understand what you're like, they feel you out and you're like, all right, I know what I can get from this person. I can yeah. move on. Yeah. Right. When I moved to San Francisco, before I had a job, my friend invited me to a networking event at AT&T park where the giants play. And before the game, they had a mixer with his law school. And I was talking to this girl and she's like, oh, what do you do? And like trying to make light of it. And I was like, oh, I'm gainfully unemployed. She's like, huh? And literally walked away. <laughs> so maybe she had it all figured out. I mean, seriously, if she had it, had it figured out. You know, you're so funny. In San Francisco, it's like business. In Hollywood, it's acting. It's like, and then, you know, to, this is the worst one is church, right? I mean, you'll be at like church and afterwards and you're like, dude, we're at church and you're looking over my shoulder to see who you should talk to next. Like, it's so antithetical, the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of human nature. And uh, yeah, and then maybe it also is one-sided because if someone's looking towards someone else, once they find that person they want to be talking to, that person probably is going to be looking towards another person um, just because it's like, if you're not an equal footing in the conversation, it might go on longer or shorter than you want it to. Just full disclosure. I feel like people have way, they want way shorter conversations with me than they get because I've got like this litany of things I can talk to people about. Like if I find out what your favorite sports team is or your where you grew up, I just have like arcane knowledge and I can make conversations go way longer than they should. So as we have this, we're having this conversation, I'm like, oh, I bet 
most people are like, yeah, I could have used about 10 minutes less of that Larry guy. <laughs> well, I think your move, though, is you ask questions about them and that helps yeah. it go on longer. You don't start off with, hey, I'm, uh, I'm from Whittier. Do you know that the best barbecue is on Sepulveda, you know, down in Whittier? So, like, I think that's one way to keep people more engaged is to engage talking about them. Yeah, but I still think even they're still like, mm, yeah, I could have used 10 minutes, 10 minutes less than that guy. <laughs> Well, if you've had enough of Larry, please reach out. You can find us at Reposted Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm Andrew Keller for the Chatty Cathy Show. Thanks for stopping.